Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literacy-Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Ashley. And my name is Kaylin. We are both licensed speech-language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you are in the right place. Today on our how-to episode, we will be sharing a closer look at book selection using the key teaching points. This is our method of taking inventory of a book and all the relevant speech and language concepts in each book. Yeah. So at our first, our very first podcast episode, we shared kind of our standards for book selection and then just kind of, it was just kind of a general look at how we pick books. But today we want to go a little deeper and take a look at specific language concepts that we feel are critical to language and literacy development. So we're talking about our key teaching points. This is a resource that is available in my TPT store. It was developed about two years ago, kind of by accident. I always have had little, you know, post-it notes in my books that I would jot down all the relevant, like the speech sounds for the book or different language targets that I could use the book for. I wanted then to have a spreadsheet that I could list. And it started with my Halloween books because I have so many. And so I wanted to list all the book titles and I wanted to list all the speech sounds and then kind of like a check mark system or like a spreadsheet of what are the other language concepts that I would pull the book off the shelf for. Yeah. So this goes back to like a saving precious productivity. So instead of pulling every book off the shelf, looking for which book would be good for S-blends or irregular verbs, or would I use this for problem solving? Is it good for inferencing? This inventory has all the key teaching points for every book. Right. Save us time because you forget about what sounds or maybe specific language concepts that you can use in each book. And our productivity time is so important. I can't spend precious time flipping through those books. So today on the podcast, we're going to go through each of those key teaching points and talk about why they're important for language and literacy development. And, you know, there's a couple of things that we just couldn't squeeze on the key teaching points inventory a lot of that was just because you can do that kind of with any book. And so when we were looking at, okay, what language concepts have the most impact for reading or for language comprehension, these were the things that all of the research pointed to. So the first one is vocabulary. I think that's an obvious one. So when we look at vocabulary, we know that when children are immersed in texts that have rich language, they begin to then use that language in their conversations. And eventually we hope that they start using it in their writing. So when we make decisions about which words to pull from a text to work on, the research suggests that we work on tier two words or those that are likely to appear frequently in a wide variety of texts in the oral and written language or the mature language users. So there are lots of books but some of them have better vocabulary words, those better tier two vocabulary words than others. When we look at a book and often like in our book companions, we will list out like every single tier two word that we think is incredible. But when you're working with students, you're only really going to select three or four words from each book to really go 
in depth on. And just remember that the depth of vocabulary is equally as important as the breadth of vocabulary. So the number of words and then how deep they understand each word is equally important. Yes. Yeah, so some examples that we feel like have great vocabulary, tier two words, Dr. DeSoto, we talk about this book a lot, but Dr. <laughs> DeSoto by William Stieg, Karma Wilson's Bear Book series has great vocabulary. Neck and Neck by Elise Parsley and Brave Irene by William Stieg. So the next thing is theme or message. We always want to teach our students, you know, what does the author want you, the reader, to take away from this story? So determining theme can, it can be a challenge to some readers because it can be a little abstract. Sometimes it's stated clearly in the text. Themes in books are the underlying, the ideas, the morals, the lessons that give the story the texture and depth and meaning. We can infer themes. Themes usually make us feel, you know, angry or sad, joyful or frightened. And we're likely to feel those themes like inside of our, like just in our gut, we feel them inside. And so it's important to teach kids, what message am I taking away from this story? So some examples for books that have a great strong theme message would be Those Shoes by Mary Beth Boats, which has that theme message of wanting something so bad. And then once you finally get it, then he gives it away. And then The Invisible Boy by Trudy Ludwig that has that chain reaction of kindness theme. And then Strictly No Elephants by Lisa Manchev that has that inclusion message behind it. So the next topic is problem solving. We think it's really important for books to have a clear problem solution to offer. Kids need to understand that clear problem and solution. And so finding books that have a clear example of that you can think about the actions that the character took to solve the problem. Readers can then, you know, learn from that to help them solve their own problems. You know, what are the steps a character took in a book? And then how can you use that in your own life to solve your own problems? So Apple Trouble by Ragnahild Scammel and Turkey Trouble series by Wendy Silvano. Both of those have that problem with the steps to solve it very clearly. When you have a student who who has trouble finding problem solution, you need to find books that it's very, very explicit and very obvious. So the next topic is character analysis. When we put ourselves in the shoes of the character and how they handle and approach different situations, it helps us as the reader, to better comprehend the story. Kids often have so much trouble understanding character decisions, character analysis. And so this is a really big one for me. We can use clues in stories, in the pictures, and words to understand and think about how we would feel if we were in the same situation. Some books that are great for this, The Paper Bag Princess by Robert Munch, The Rainbow Fish by Marcus Feister, Too Many Carrots, Katie Hudson, Somebody Loves You, Mr. Hatch, and Silly Tilly. Both of those are by Eileen Spinelli. And then Tacky the Penguin by Helen Lester. The next topic is sequencing. This is one of the many skills that contributes to a student's ability to comprehend what they read. 
Sequencing refers to the, you know, identifying the components of a story, such as the beginning, middle, end, or just telling the events in the given text in the order that they occurred. So it's a really important to a comprehension strategy. Examples for this are the Bear series by Karma Wilson, the Hello Goodbye series by Kennard Pack, um, Have You Seen My Cat by Eric Carl, and The Little Ice Cream Truck by Marjorie Collier. So the next topic is illustration study. This is great for our picture books because there's a lot of great illustrations in them. The illustrations help enhance and extend the meaning of text. Readers can study the illustrations to learn more about the character feelings, looking at their facial expressions. Authors use certain colors to depict mood. Illustrations can change over the course of the book and they support understanding of theme, the big ideas, or even, you know, character development or even figurative language. Yeah. So every book has illustrations, obviously, but this is like they, you need to understand them to really cap, like understand what's going on in the book. So Officer Buckle and Gloria by Peggy Rathman, The Invisible Boy Again by Treddy Ludwig, and then Rosie's Glasses by Dave Waymond. So the next is inferencing, and this is a skill required, especially an upper level skill required for language comprehension. Poor inferencing not only fears with the comprehension, but it hinders all oral language comprehension. Inferences are what we figure out based on our past experiences, helping students understand when information is implied, so not directly stated in the text. It will improve their skill of drawing conclusion and then making inferences. So Ribbit by Rodrigo Fulgaria, Hogwash by Karma Wilson, Dr. Dr. DeSoto by William Steig, and then Dude by Aaron Reynolds. And the next concept is figurative language. So writers play with words. They use figurative language to help the reader better experience a place or feeling in the story. So instead of telling the reader how something looks or feels, the author may compare it to something else. And then we have to infer using our senses or feelings. Examples are Fireflies by Julie Brinklow, Brave Irene by William Steig, Amelia Bedelia, that series by Peggy Parrish, Circus Ship by Chris Van Dusen. Another topic is the social emotional connection. So helping students embrace differences, empathy, kindness, how to resolve conflicts, include others, you know, different feelings and emotions to help us infer how the character in a story thinks or feels. They have, you have to be able to like walk in the character's shoes. A Sick Day for Amos McGee by Philip C. Steed and a lot of Kevin Hinkes books like Chrysanthemum and Sheila Ray the Brave, and then also The Rabbit Listened by Corey Dorfeld. So predicting is another concept that's really important for our readers so that they can use clues from the pictures and the words to think ahead of their reading and to think about what might happen next. Yeah. So this is like in the text, you it they will tell you later. So like Pete the Cat and the Missing Cupcakes by James Dean, The Gruffalo by Julia Donaldson, The Little Mouse, The Red Ripe Strawberry, and The Big Hungry Bear by Audrey Wood. So the next one is grammar or parts of speech. And we have this on our key teaching points, but specifically what's critical to language and literacy comprehension are a couple of specific ones for grammar. So we want to review and reinforce the understanding that students have already 
gained, you know, previous grammar lessons. So how do the parts of speech work together in the sentence? We're looking at syntax sometimes here. How do the readers, they understand that knowledge of nouns and verbs and adjectives drive meaning? So we want to specifically look at three main things. We want to look at adjectives, mental state verbs, and linguistic verbs. So adjectives obviously give you know, a more clear description of characters, of places or things. Those mental state verbs, this is how we use our language to describe actions and thoughts of characters in the story. So words like think, know, remember, and then linguistic verbs, specifically how the character says something. So something other than the word said. So you could use shouted, whispered, muttered, we just really want those three main grammar or parts of speech are really critical. So the Turkey series by Wendy Silvano has great linguistic verbs. And so does Katie Hudson. She uses those as well. But this is the nest that Robin built by Denise Fleming. Because it's a cumulative style, it has adjectives, regular past tense verbs, and present tense verbs repetitively throughout the book. Chris Van Dusen books also uses a lot of just great grammar structure. And so an example of that would be a camping spree with Mr. McGee. So the next topic is text features in a story. So this is the way that text is styled to give us clues to how the story should be read. So readers must pay attention to the ending punctuation. If the text is bold, are there italics, are there ellipses, quotation marks? These really help us understand the mood and the feelings and the meaning of the words in the text. Again, Katie Hudson's books like A Loud Winner's Nap, the text features are amazing and really engaging and animated. And Bruce books by Ryan T. Higgins, like Mother Bruce, again, great text features. And The Neck and Neck by Elise Parsley. The next topic is phonological awareness. There are strong research, lots of evidence that phonological awareness intervention can enhance word recognition ability reading comprehension, spelling performance. So we must have explicit teaching here of phonological awareness, especially in the early years to prevent some of those reading problems for many of our students. So our struggling, some of our struggling decoders of any age can work on phonological awareness. There's a lot of great books to help with that. Julia Donaldson's books are awesome with rhyming and with alliteration. Karma Wilson's Bear books, again, use a lot of rhyming and she even uses a lot of alliteration. The old lady who swallowed all the things, that one is very heavy in rhyming. The next one is repetitive text. We have an episode about our favorite books for repetitive text and why they're so great. So books with repetitive words and phrases or predictable text and rhymes allow children to participate in the reading experience immediately. They can join in and be active participants they will begin to read and repeat those phrases with you. So again, Julia Donaldson's books have a ton of repetitive text. So do Karma Wilson's Bear books. And then the old lady who swallowed all the things has tons of repetitive text. Then another one is Fix It Duck by Jez Albero. The next topic is narrative structure. So this is kind of just, we wanted to identify what the narrative structure of certain books are because some of our students, you know, again, if they are working on understanding the plot of a story, that basic narrative structure of main character, setting, problem, solution, 
this is kind of where we start. We, we need to be choosing books that aren't just an action sequence or not just a descriptive sequence. If they have a goal of understanding the comp, you know, like that narrative structure. So we're not going to be able to list books for each type, but you know, there are a, a descriptive sequence. So it's an isolated description or character and setting. There's no causal relationships here. An action sequence is, you know, one that just has a perfect sequence of different actions. There's no causal relationships here. Another narrative structure we talk about a lot, which we love, is the complete episode. So there is recognition of a need to plan with explicit evidence of the plan. It's very goal-oriented behavior sequence. There's attempts to carry out the plan and a beginning of a resolution. So complete episode also is great for perspective taking. The next narrative structure is complex episode. So it's similar to the complete episode, except there are multiple plans with steps to complete those plans and then multiple resolutions. The other thing that we identify on the key teaching points are our age recommendation. So obviously you're not going to use a board book with a third grader per se, and there's not necessarily clear-cut guidance on the appropriateness of age. It's very fluid, and I think you as the SLP have to use your best judgment, but generally picture books can be used with any age. I mean, even up through high school, let's be honest, there's some great vocabulary and as as we've mentioned here, great language concepts. And we have an episode about how to engage older students with picture books. So if you want to check that out, but yeah, I mean, and so looking at the text, looking at the length of the story, those all go into play on how we, we recommend like, you know, on the key teaching points, we'll say this is recommended for early childhood, or we recommend this for upper elementary, just off the top of our heads. Some of our favorite preschool books would be the, it's not my series, the Eric Carl books, the Karma Wilson books, and then for elementary, Julia Donaldson, Katie Hudson, and Kennard Pack, those are the authors of the books. And then for upper elementary and middle school, pull out your biography books. There are some fun, engaging biographical books that you could use. And then Owl Moon, Dr. DeSoto, The Graffalo, those are all great for using with upper, and upper elementary and middle school. And then the last thing on our key teaching points that we identify is what are the high frequency sounds? If you have some articulation or speech, you know, speech sound students, what sounds are in each of these books? Because again, this is something to save us time when we're picking out books. And so what are the sounds that are predominantly throughout the story? You got to look for books that align, you know, not just those popular books. You're not going to use Room on the Broom at Halloween with every single student, or you're not going to use different themes with every student. You really have to be selective. So we wanted to identify which books. Now, these are identified on our key teaching points. So you can definitely download these. We have them for all the seasons and holidays. We have them by theme. And then we also have it, this is free, available for every book on our website, Book Search. So you can just go to sweetsouthernspeech.com, click on book selection, and you know, click on F sounds or L blends or TH, vocalic R, and it will pull up all of those books for each of those sounds. We also have some blog posts available on the blogs 
based on sound. So you can also go to different blog posts, book lists, and then there's roadmaps that we have where it will list out all the books if you're looking for a ton of options for R. So you could also go that route if you want to. And then for narrative structure, if you're looking for a specific narrative structure, use the book search or use the key teaching points. We have it listed out. So those are both options. So that this is how we dig through books. This is how we select and kind of categorize them for use in therapy. So we hope it's helpful for you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.